The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Tuesday, July 12, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news, made possible when you support the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. Thank you for joining me today for The Best of Buzz. I'll be back with fresh news on Monday, July 18th. Until then, Realm Network editor R.J. Diaz has prepared for each day a fresh collection of our favorite stories from recent months. He does a great job. I urge you to listen, and I thank him for it. With all that's going on in our world, and frankly, when doesn't it, this wouldn't seem the best time to be away. But I'm overdue with a visit for family, and I will be back in time to cover both the Republican and Democratic national conventions and what will no doubt be the continuing aftermath of the recent tragedies involving citizens and police. Until then, I hope these stories provide an escape for us all. Prepare yourself for a few smiles as we proudly present the best of buzz. Some say they could never live in Kansas because of the tornadoes. Some say they could never live in Florida because of hurricanes. Some avoid California because of the fires, mudslides, and earthquakes. But a new study shows that nearly half the country lives in places that are prone to earthquakes. And although Californians are practically alone in preparing for quakes, more than 143 million people across the country live in regions likely to have damaging quakes. Another 57 million live in places prone to moderate shaking. A new study by the U.S. Geological Survey shows that twice as many Americans are vulnerable to earthquakes now than were in 2006. The study doesn't mention fracking by name, but mentions advances in science. And it points out that the population has risen in quake-prone areas, forcing up the number of vulnerable people. After California, the states most likely to feel a damaging quake are Washington, Oregon, Utah, Nevada, Tennessee, South Carolina, Arkansas, Missouri, and Illinois. Government geologists were surprised to learn how serious the threat is in the east, especially in South Carolina. North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan, and Indiana are virtually risk-free, as are both Texas and Florida. The odds on a devastating earthquake in California just went up. We're talking about a quake of 8.0 or higher on the Richter scale within the next 30 years. Until this week, scientists put the odds at 4.7%. Now they've bumped it up nearly a point and a half to a more significant 7%. That's because of recent quakes that have spread to other fault lines, causing them to shift as well. Things really start to shake when two or more adjacent faults shift simultaneously. And the chances for a 6.5 quake in the next 30 years now stands at 95% for both Northern California and L.A., these numbers come from the U.S. Geological Survey. The purpose of the numbers isn't to frighten people. It's to help plan for better roads, bridges, hospitals, and schools to make them safer for when a mega quake hits. Quoting one scientist, you live in earthquake country. You should live every day like it's the day the big one could hit. Did nudity cause the deadly earthquake in Malaysia six days ago? Four tourists, a Dutchman, a Brit, and two Canadians have been arrested for taking nude photos on Malaysia's Mount Kinabalu. They could be facing three months in jail for taking off their clothes in what's considered a sacred place. Some top government officials say that disrespect caused the earthquake June 5th that killed 18 people. Quoting a deputy chief minister, there is almost certainly a connection. Imagine, if you can, a California without trees. Nearly 13 million trees have died so far in the state's four-year drought, and the worst is apparently yet to come. The forests are a tinderbox for massive fires. 
Quoting a climatologist, the forest is stressed out. Forests, plural, really. The national forests up and down the state, Yosemite, Sequoia, and a few others of note, have between them nearly a million acres of dead trees. And as if the drought weren't enough, the trees are also dying at the pinchers of dark beetles, which chomp away at dried pine trees, making them even more brittle. The trees are no longer getting the water they need to produce the resin they normally produce to ward off those bugs. The last time things were this bad was in the mid-1970s when 14 million trees died. California is now on track to surpass that awful record. We've just gotten some truly shocking news about the state of our planet. NASA, along with NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, say that 2014 was the planet's warmest year in recorded history. Records were broken in a lot of Europe, parts of South America, Russia, China, and parts of the Far East. Because of weather patterns, the U.S. was mostly spared, except for record highs on the West Coast and in Alaska. But the U.S. was the exception and not the rule. The oceans reached record warm temperatures last year as well. The world's temperatures averaged about one and a quarter degrees above what we used to consider normal. It's been going up a little over a degree a year since 1880, the start of the Industrial Age. Skeptics have dissed the readings from other recent years, saying satellite readings are inaccurate. So this year, government scientists used ground readings as well and came to the same conclusion that the planet is heating up. The burning of fossil fuels like coal has warmed the planet, and if you want to see the glacier near Boulder, Colorado, the clock is ticking. The Arakaree Glacier has shrunk by three feet every year for the past 15 years. A geography professor at the University of Colorado says the glacier will likely be gone in 20 years. Quoting him, things don't look good up there. To many, the world has changed a lot. One of those changes is a worldwide shift away from organized religion, church attendance down. Attendance at the Church of England has fallen below a million for the first time in its history. Do we need religion to maintain morality? Apparently not. A new study says that despite the decline of religion, our morals have pretty much stayed the same. The study found there is a correlation between the rise in acceptance of issues like abortion or homosexuality, but it found that when it comes to lying, cheating, and stealing, the world's attitudes are about the same as they were when religion had a strong foothold. The study found that people are increasingly willing to go against tradition or what was considered culturally normal, but still refuse to tolerate law-breaking or the harming of other people. Researchers say that although moral values have changed when it comes to individual personal decisions, there's no sign we've become more self-interested or antisocial. Don't mess with the daughter of a man who's good at throwing, like former Red Sox pitcher Kurt Schilling. As the proud father of a 17-year-old girl, Schilling tweeted that she had landed the job as pitcher for next year's team at her college in Rhode Island. What followed were the trolls that make Twitter a sour experience for many. What followed were tweets including words and phrases like rape, bloody underwear, and more. Schilling went all Liam Neeson on the trolls. He found them, especially two New Jersey men, one a college graduate, the other a community college student. The graduate was also a ticket seller for the Yankees. The Yankees have since fired him, saying they have zero tolerance for that kind of behavior. The other guy also lost his job, or at least his show, at his community college radio station. In fact, he's been suspended from that school and may face criminal charges by local police. And Schilling says he'll track down more of these trolls who degraded his daughter. Quoting Schilling, I played sports my whole life. I know clubhouses. I lived in a dorm. I get it. Guys will be guys. Guys will say dumb crap. 
but I can't ever remember drunk in a clubhouse with best friends with anyone ever speaking like this to anyone. On his blog, Schilling, now an ESPN analyst, wrote, These boys have yet to understand one of life's most important lessons. In the real world, you get held accountable for the things you say. Summer has some pretty special days. Memorial Day, the 4th, and today. Because today is Amazon Prime Day. If you're a member, it means you can save up to 40% on a Kindle Unlimited membership. It's a screaming deal on summer reading, putting a million titles at your fingertips, including the Wayward Pines trilogy and all seven Harry Potter books. And the best part? Your 30-day trial period is free, and I got a bonus even if you don't keep your membership. Now you can fuel this show and your need to read at bargain prices. There are other Prime Day deals as well, including Amazon's Fire TV Stick, gadgets, clothing, and everything you need for summer. But only if you're a member of Amazon Prime with its fast, free delivery on most items. That also comes with a free 30-day trial, and you'll find a banner link for that on my page as well. Today, Prime Day, save money and support this program by shopping through the Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is the best of Buzz Burbank news and comment on the Realm Network. There's a lesson here somewhere in Pittsburgh. Some Pirates baseball fans had just finished their tailgating and threw the grill's propane tank in the backseat of a car. And apparently they didn't make sure the valve on the tank was turned off, which was bad news for the woman who got into the car and lit a cigarette. She is now in stable condition. That car is one of 10 that were damaged by the propane tank's explosion. While most 95-year-olds have given up driving by that age, Peter Weber Jr. is still flying airplanes. At 95, Pete is the world's oldest active pilot, according to the Guinness Book. To the late Carl Kugel, Pete's just a kid. Kugel was still flying just before he died at the age of 105. As for Pete Weber Jr., he's still occasionally circling the Sacramento airport. The future of immigration in this country is Asian. A new Census Bureau report says that in the coming years, most immigrants to the U.S. will come from Asian countries. By 2065, 38% of the immigrants to the U.S. will be Asian, with only 31% coming from Latin American countries. Before 1965, most of the people coming here were from Europe uh, as a matter of policy. That policy changed in 65, and since then, most immigrants, 51%, have come from Latin America. The Census Bureau predicts that's about to change. The Bureau also surveyed Americans and found that while 26% have a positive view of Latino immigrants, 47% have a positive view of Asian newcomers. The survey says 45% of us think immigrants make our country better. 37% say they're making it worse. Is it possible that North Korea might destroy itself before it has a chance to destroy anyone else? Yes, says a senior analyst. Jamie Metzl says North Korean madness may be nearing its endgame. Metzl says North Korea needs three things to survive, all three. The ability to terrify its own people, its possession of nuclear weapons, and, this is the big one, access to economic resources. Although China likes using North Korea to insulate itself from the American soldiers elsewhere in the Asian Pacific, China has no intention of letting North Korea get its hands on a nuclear weapon. As for the economy, North Korea continues to be isolated from the world's economy, especially under sanctions imposed by the UN. Inside the country, many North Koreans are still starving for food and information. Many unauthorized radios are being built to hear news from the outside world. 
This week, a teenage North Korean soldier defected to South Korea. There are experts, of course, who disagree with this hopeful prediction. Others say North Korea is actually more likely to survive today than it was in the 1990s, when starvation there was even more widespread. If you're arguing with your family and you really want to drive home a point, slam the butt of your shotgun onto the floor. Or don't. In Fremont Township, Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula north of Detroit, the woman making this point got a face full of lead. Police say they found a 51-year-old woman with a facial wound when they arrived. They say she told them she'd been trying to make a point. And make a point she did, even if it had nothing to do with whatever she was talking about. No charges have been filed yet. The next time you ring up a chum in England, they may sound peppier than usual. It could be the cocaine. There is no fluoride in most British drinking water, but a new study finds traces of cocaine, or at least the way the drug looks after it has passed through the human body. A study also found ibuprofen in the water and traces of a drug used for treating epilepsy, carbamazepine, and caffeine, of course. In truth, there's not enough of any of these substances in the water to affect mood or behavior, but the news doesn't surprise a British drug policy expert. Quoting him, We have the near-highest level of cocaine use in Western Europe. It's been getting cheaper and cheaper at the same time its use has been going up. Even though part of my life's work has been reporting on the odd things humans do, I still find something now and then that amazes even me. In Uxbridge, Massachusetts, a far suburb of Providence, Rhode Island, Police are patrolling a stretch of Route 122, especially the part that's a bridge over some tracks for the Providence and Worcester Railroad. People, not people like you and me, but people, have been going to that bridge, dropping trout and relieving their bowels just as the P&W trains pass below. A kind of train spotting. I don't have any words for it, says the Uxbridge chief of police. It's disgusting, he says. That sentence was repeated by the railroad's top lawyer, quoting him further, it's not just gross, it creates a health and safety issue for our employees. It's hard to wrap your mind, he concludes, around the fact someone would do that. Yes, yes it is. He's back. I reported about three months ago on the scourge of Houston, Texas, a man known as the Serial Pooper. This spring, his droppings were popping up all over, outside houses and in driveways at condos and single-family units. A 56-year-old man did confess to those crimes, but he was determined to be mentally ill and was never arrested. But Harris County officials got a call this week that filled them with dread. A man had been spotted carrying one roll of toilet paper in the neighborhood where it all first went down. Quoting a police spokesman, it's a very good chance it's the same guy. As Evan Blyer at UPI put it, public enemy number one is apparently back for round number two. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comment. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.